Welcome into the Hustle Show Pod. Going live on the Wager Talk YouTube channel, also wherever you're downloading your podcast at The Hustle. I am Drew Martin, joined by CT Bets. No, no, Ariel Epstein stepping in for <laughs> CT Bets and Adam Trigger as well. So, uh, Ariel, first up, welcome in. Thanks for uh, stepping in for CT Bets. Of course. And we miss him so much that when the three of us pop up, I think my name's still going to be CT Bets below. So, that'll be awesome because I'm just going to go by Ariel Bets today. Ariel bets works for me. Hey, Drew Martin bets, Ariel bets, it all works. CT bets. There's a lot of bets in here. Adam Trigger as well. Adam, like always, always good to see you on Wednesday night, brother. Yeah, I get to see you guys too. Excited to do the show this week. And, you know, we'll, we'll, everything was rolling along, along great until Sunday. It was a bad Sunday, but I had a winner last night. And hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have a big weekend this weekend. And like always, guys, we are brought to you by. Viva Tequila Seltzer, Viva. Uh, going live in Boston, Massachusetts now at a lot of the uh, popular Boston bars, Viva. Our belief is to live long, live well, and live it up. Viva up Tequila Seltzer. And guys, this is good. No doubt about it. We got Kelly in Vegas, like always. Normally, guys, going at 6.30 p.m., but uh, we're going to kind of move her up here. We got her sharp card that's been killing it. So, Kelly, welcome in. What do you, what do you got on your mind? Thanks for accommodating me, guys. Uh, poor Megan making money's waiting in the wings because I am still hungover from this last weekend. Uh, I had a lot of great <laughs> times, but I need to go to bed. Like I, it has just been one of those long days. Uh, but I've got some great information for you guys, and uh, appreciate everybody accommodating me for being a, a completely incessant old lady. Hey, not, not old lady at all. Uh, but K Kelly, uh, how did this past weekend go? I know we got to talk Oklahoma State and Baylor as well, but this past weekend, it was good for you, right? Uh, not really, Drew. It was one of those weeks where because of Thanksgiving, my birthday, travel, I tried to get everything done that takes me five days into three. And uh, I didn't think long enough. Usually I say think long, think wrong. And I gave out six uh, games and I picked all three underdogs wrong. The other three underdogs won outright. Nebraska gave up 21-6 lead. That was not fun. And my Kansas State Wildcats uh, have no idea why they still have a defensive coordinator. I've been calling for him to be fired already. <laughs> uh, fourth and one in the shotgun. You have Deuce Vaughn. You have the best running back in the Big 12. Whatever. We're moving right along. Uh, so not a great weekend. Not a catastrophic weekend, but not uh, the kind of weekend I prefer to have. And, and you're, you're our Big 12 kind of advocate here, our insider with CT Bets, you know, down in Costa Rica, Pura Vida, you know, in the ocean here, Kelly. So Oklahoma State, Baylor, quick thoughts on it. What do you like in the Big 12 championship game? God, I hate this. I want to bet Oklahoma State so bad. I think the line looks a little short. Baylor superseded a ton of expectations. I think a lot of people are going to use the narrative that they have. Uh, same season revenge. You can't quantify that. I'm going to stay away. I'm going to be a good friend. I'm going to cheer for Baylor for CT Betts and his 40 to 1 to, be, to win the Big 12 ticket. Okay, fair enough. And uh, Ariel, you, you got anything here for uh, KIV? Uh, Kelly, so when you go into all these different weekends with two of the best teams facing off in all these conference championships, how does your handicap change based on it being a one game sample size potentially? You know, it's tough. You have to look at these games as if they aren't championship games, if you will, from the initial thought process, right? So I'm blessed enough to have people who have shared their power ratings with me. And I personally move my power ratings 
throughout the season based on what I've seen. And Michigan is one of those teams that I clearly did not adjust well enough on. There's other teams that maybe I did really well on, and that would be Iowa. Now they're playing each other in the Big Ten championship game. Had this just been a regular season game, let's call it in Michigan, Michigan would be a touchdown favorite. But we're here in Indianapolis on a neutral field. I'm kind of second-guessing myself here because I'm like, well, you know, Kelly, you did say you haven't upgraded Michigan enough. Are you just kind of playing off that, or is this too many points? And so there is kind of a conundrum, if you will, with championship weekend. And I, again, try to go back to my old adage, not to overthink it and not to buy into too much of the hype as far as uh, pressure and other things like that that you're unable to quantify. Trig, have at it, buddy. Yeah, so no, I mean, we just, again, last week, I usually do the recap at the beginning. We're going to do that a little bit later, but I will say that the sharp info that Kelly has been firing out on this show is just crushing. Mm -hmm. Four and one last week. Duh. I said last week, I'm going to go back and get an actual record because it's it, it might rival Wally's record right now, but I do know that the last four weeks, she's 18 and two in the sharp info she's given out. So before Why you go to I bed, just or, play that. Like I, you know, there's a I, lot of smart people that I get to surround myself with. I should just stick with what they're doing best. I was saying, I was saying the same thing this past weekend. Like that kind of bailed me out. I didn't, I didn't have a great weekend, but you know, those were four games that I probably would never have, or five games that I probably would never have played. And I went four and one. So, uh, can we keep it going for a fifth straight week with just absolute fire, Cal? I hope so. She's got to bounce back. She's got to bounce yeah, back. Right. She's She just had a the, rough weekend. I did. I went 0-2 in my own best bets. But like Adam said, these kind of oh, things will Oh, I meant physically. Oh, yeah, physically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're not even going to get in the physicality of the abuse that I put my body through last weekend. All right. So sharp action that I've got for this week. Uh, Broncos plus 10.5 is a sharp play. I don't think it's in, uh, any available any longer. I did play 10, and they also steamed the under 47.5. And now, whenever you get these double-digit uh, favorites, they correlate with those unders. So not only did I play the Broncos under, I also played, let me pull it up here before I say it wrong, I also played the Bucks falcons under 50-and-a-half, and I also played the Texans-Indianapolis game. Now, the unfortunate part is that is no longer a double-digit uh, we know it's now sitting at nine, but under 40 and a half. So those are the three totals I played, Denver Broncos. And I'm going to cherry pick the, the fifth one here because there's a lot of really great information that, as you can tell, I left my notebook elsewhere. So I took it on a piece of paper. Um, we're going to take the New York Jets and uh, the seven. I mean, how, how gross. Yeah, I mean, could it get any grosser? Could it get any grosser than taking the New York Jets? I'm sorry, but who the Philadelphia Eagles to be laying seven? Come on, give me a break. I'm not, I'm not buying into it. Uh, I hope the Jets do not win outright, though. Please, for the love of God, do not win outright. I need to catch this under six and a half win tickets. Well, Jets an ugly dog. Swap. Yeah, very go, ugly. Go ahead, but if you're going to take the Jets, you got to take it now because I read that Jalen Hurts might be out this weekend, and that will. It's possible they're they're because they have a week 14 bye. I didn't even know we were Ooh, still doing bye yeah. weeks this late in the NFL yep. season. But the Eagles have a week 14 bye. And I heard that it's very possible Gardner Minshew starts, which means plus seven will be long gone. So if you want the Jets in any capacity, I would take it now. It's probably and we've and seen that a lot too this year. We just saw it with Kyler Murray two weeks ago, where they didn't play him when he probably could have played, but they were going into their bye week. So it's so normal for mm -hmm. them to sit these quarterbacks. 
It is unfortunate. And these bye weeks have been just so weird because I think everybody uh, is kind of assuming that the Chiefs should just be absolutely dominating uh, this week over the Denver Broncos because that's how they went into their bye week. Four straight wins, and finally the betting public started to make some money back on the Chiefs when, in fact, I think it actually hurts them. I think it kind of kills some momentum for some of these teams, and I think that's what we're going to see here and why the Sharp guys took the Broncos plus 10.5 because maybe they derail the Chiefs a little bit. We all know I love those divisional underdogs as well, so when I saw this was a sharp play, I added First it half to my two. list. I've told yes. you, I've said this to you guys, the first halves against the Chiefs, they've been eh, recently, but I could see Denver in a good spot here and their linebacker Bradley Chubb's back. He is. Uh, look, take the, that better defense plus the points whenever you get a chance. I know Teddy. Teddy's had his moments, uh, especially as an underdog as of late, but when I go against that Chiefs secondary, I think that we're going to see, uh, uh, this looks like 24-21 written all over it. Divisional dogs, that's the way to look. So, Kelly, hey, it's 6.15, 6.16, one minute late. Uh, I, I don't know where you want to go from here. No, I appreciate you guys. Bring on Megan. She's the star of tonight's okay. show. Well, so is Ariel filling in for CT Bet. So I'll let them go. I'm taking my old ass to bed so that I can actually find some winners <laughs> this week. Tell hey, Coco Kelly, I say hi. <laughs> can you hear them snoring? They're all three snoring in my office right now. Like, hey, Mom, I'm glad you had a great weekend. Uh, appreciate the, the love and affection all day. All right, Kelly in Vegas, guys. Follow her on Twitter, at Kelly in Vegas. That's Kelly Stewart. Uh, Barstool Sports, also Wager Talk. She's got the Bet On It show all over, guys. If you're not following her on Twitter and our next guest, at Megan Making Money, you're probably watching the wrong show. They've uh, done a lot of big things in the sports betting world. But, guys, just a reminder, we're brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva, our flavors pair perfectly with our intestinal Blanco tequila for a subtle and refreshing drinks viva coming to a store near you and guess what if you're in boston massachusetts it's already there megan making money stepping up stepping in megan we got to get you a viva for coming on but uh hey without further ado welcome into the hustle thanks for having me all all familiar faces um everybody on this pod has uh followed me since the beginning so i appreciate being able to be here with all of my friends Absolutely, Megan. We really appreciate you coming on. I know Adam and Ariel do as well. CT Betts, he's down in Costa Rica. Who really knows? Ho hopefully having a bunch of Vivas, enjoying himself, watching the show. So uh, shout out to you down there, CT Betts. I know we all got a lot of questions for you, Megan. Um, I'll probably just start off here with with how you got into the industry. You know, um, I, I guess before Barstool Sports, just did you always like sports betting? And how did this really kind of take off the runway for you? Okay, so first I want to apologize for my bad lighting. Um, I had a ring light and it just, I, it never worked. Um, so I usually use my window, but it's um, unfortunately dark now. So um, I am not unprofessional. I am just unprepared. Winter um, sucks. So as far it does, winter's the worst. Uh, but at least right now, it's, I think I'm like, it's like 70 degrees outside. So I'm sure wherever y'all are at, I have a little bit of a benefit there. Um, but as far as my history getting into, to sports betting i'd have to thank my husband for that i have always loved sports i uh played sports all throughout high school i grew up with three brothers and in a neighborhood full of so we would always um go play football on the fairway of the golf course which i'm sure all of the golfers you know loved us for that um <laughs> but th that's kind of where it started with my love for sports is when i was young and i've always been extremely competitive um so about us about six years ago now my husband started teaching me the basics of how to read lines and what to look for and 
Um, you know, I just dabbled here and there and not lose much money. And then it was about mm, two and a half years ago now where we, he and I made a bet. Um, was it two and a half ago? COVID. I feel like I'm like missing an entire year of my life. So I'm not exactly sure um, timeline wise. <laughs> But it was the 49ers Chiefs Super Bowl year. I told my husband that the Seahawks were going to beat the 49ers that game. And he wanted to bet me on it. That's fine. I obviously won that bet. I said, there's no way Russell Wilson's going down. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he posted my stuff on Reddit saying my wife is getting better at me than picking games. And someone said, hey, put her picks here and they'll go cold. And he started to do that. And I went on a 15-0 run. And everyone wanted the wife's picks, which led me to making my Twitter. Um, and that was November 2019. That I, I worked for a couple companies along the way, um, who I will not give free advertisement to because that's <laughs> not allowed. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that's so far. That's kind of been my journey into sports betting. So I'm not nearly as sharp as all my friends on here. Um, but, you know, I'm learning. And I'm, as Kelly has always said, surrounding herself with people smarter than herself, which I've always thought was a huge contributing factor to no matter if you're cooking, painting, being a mom, whatever it is, as long as you're surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you, you're always going to end up ahead. So I'm thankful for people like y'all. Well We're said, thankful Megan. for people like you, Megan. Oh, thanks. My love. I actually think it's so great because Megan and I used to, I was, I think I was one of the first people that got Megan on live, like television. And <laughs> I remember talking to yeah. Megan beforehand and she was freaking out. I said, Megan, you're going to be great. You're awesome. And here's the thing. You became more awesome because over the weekend, you got to see the biggest DJ in the world. And that was Shaq. How was meeting Shaquille O'Neal? Um... If I'm going to be honest, um, a little fuzzy, but it, um, <laughs> it was it was such a great time. And the funny part was, so um, big shout out to Fred's and Baton Rouge. If y'all ever get down to this part of the world, um, I'm taking y'all to Fred's. Uh, I don't know if y'all know the motto, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to curse on this show. Am I? Oh, yeah. I think yeah, so. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Kelly, okay, Kelly so does Fred's every week. Motto so, yeah. Is, Okay, so Fred's, Fred's motto is Fred's does the fucking, all right? So that just let it be known. So it's not any other bar in Baton Rouge. It's just Fred's and everyone goes, and not going to lie, it's a complete shit show, but in the best way possible, right? Like, it's absolutely amazing. Shaq was absolutely, absolutely amazing. And honestly, my picture next to him, I don't look that short. So I was kind of impressed by that. Um, I'm like five eight, so I was like, man, I don't, I don't look that small. And the funny part, like, I didn't realize this as I said, things got a little fuzzy because I, I'm a mom. I know Kelly already went to bed, and I'm not far behind her, but I got to make dinner first. Um, but you know, I haven't gone out late in a long time, and they told us to show up at Fred's at 10 p.m. I'm like, um, I'm gonna need a nap first, maybe some other things to help me stay awake. So uh, we went out and we it's not Viva. I wish we had some of those, but it was a shot. And I was taking tequila shots with the guy who opened for Shaq. And, you know, I told him to give a video of him shots and tag yourself on my Instagram. So the next one, I'm like, who is that dude? I was 
just doing like Don Julio shots. I'm like, I tagged him and didn't even realize it because I had had too much of his tequila. It was Shaq's son. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, cool. How did I not know that? How did I not put two and two together? And um, Miles O'Neill, you're extremely nice. You had a fantastic set. You and your dad killed it if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> love, love it, Megan. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. Yeah, that's good. And uh, I, Trig, I know you had a question for Megan as well. Well, I mean, I definitely want to know, before we get into anything else, how was the game? I mean, that had to be like, so I, we know you went to the LSU uh, Texas A&M game, Coach O's last game. We see him in the background there. Oh. Um, so how how was being there and, and what was the atmosphere like for that big win? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was l- quite literally a dream. Okay, so I was up um, with the kingpin of Chicken Tenders in Baton Rouge, which is Raisin Cane's owner, Todd Graves. He shares a suite with Walk-On's owner, Brandon Landry. And so we snuck on over there to watch the game because they had some seats and we're sitting there and, and LSU makes a big play. So we tell Todd, Todd, you can't go anywhere. Right. So he's like, okay. So, you know, we're, we're, we're rolling, we're rolling. Texas A&M scores. My hands are on my head, you know, cause I, you know, I put a little bit on the kiosks there on the money line, but I also put a little bit more on the money line other places. So I was a little bit worried. <laughs> um, so, and um, hits that touchdown. I'm like, all right, this is over. This is over. And then Walk-On's Brandon Landry goes, no, I got a good feeling about this. And I was like, all right, Brandon. All right. At this point, I'm sweating. Like I'm physically, it doesn't matter how chilly it is. I'm, I'm full sweat mode. Right. And you know, you know, my husband, Adam, uh, in uh, yeah. Ariel, <laughs> you know, he's sitting at the bottom of the steps, you know, with both of us, you know, the only people you could tell that have money on this game just sitting here with our hands <laughs> over our heads like this just like waiting for the final result goes max johnson just drifts one into the end zone and i'm not gonna lie tiger stadium was not capacity but when that touchdown hit it surely sounded like there was literally everyone in the stadium and i'm not gonna lie i shed a little tear I was, I, I don't even, we're bowl eligible. Yay! But thank you, Coach O, for winning that last game. I, 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 I know, you know, we have a new coach. We have a new coach. We have a new coach now. And um, I hopefully will um, learn to love him as I have loved O. Um, but, you know, it's just kind of like, um, that, like that new kid at school. You know, you're like, what's this guy all about? Can we, can we work together? Should he be a part of my posse? I mean, obviously he should, <laughs> he's the head coach, but, um, you know, and I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm torn as obviously this guy back here might've gotten the boot a little too soon, but we have standards at LSU and I understand that. And if Brian Kelly can come down here and win me a championship uh, year one, we can be friends. And he's coached really good teams there at Notre Dame. I mean, he's kind of outperformed what the expectations were when he took over the Irish job, Megan. So, I, I mean, I think it's a great segue to think, what are you thinking for the future of LSU under Brian Kelly? Is this kind of a bet-on team right from the get-go? What are you expecting under Brian Ke- Kelly's tenure at LSU? So, I'm not going to go ahead and just blah out an opinion until I see who he surrounds himself with, Right. Right now, it's looking like he's going to surround himself with some really solid coaching. But until all of those, you know, things are in place, 
I, I'm just going to kind of stay back. Cause like he did in his press conference today go, yeah, y'all like Garth Brooks. And it kind of sounded like he was trying to sell me on just being an LSU fan. I'm an LSU fan with or without Garth Brooks, though. I do thank him for calling that Rouge. Um, <laughs> however, I, I, uh, I, I respect Brian Kelly for sure. He has been able to recruit in a hard place in Notre Dame. He has brought them he, in what he's had only like two losing seasons. And at, at while he's been there, um, I, you know, it's, it's just a different, it's a, just a different environment. And, um, I really hope for the best for Brian Kelly. I am not going to go ahead and say that I think this is a bet on team by any means, because if we're going to be young, Notre Dame's best wins are over an unranked Wisconsin team and Purdue this year. So what are we talking? We'll see. We'll, we'll see. I'm more excited maybe about my boy, Billy Napier going to Florida. I think he's, going to do a little bit. I don't want to say do better there, but I feel like he's the type of guy to really utilize his resources. And I think they're going to really rally behind him over there, especially after Dan Mullen just kind of seemed like he was off in the head for whatever reason this year. He didn't recruit <laughs> the right way. I mean, he had all of the money, all of, all, of, all of the resources. And yet this is the Florida team we got. Right. So I'm really excited to see. Do you think that we might've dropped the ball a little bit um, as far as, LSU not maybe going after him as hard, but maybe he didn't want to be a part of LSU after literally building this dynasty at UL. So I'm be, I will definitely be rooting for Napier. And of course I need Brian Kelly to get me some wins way more than O did this year. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see that happening. You know, he, he's put together you know, really good teams in Notre Dame. I actually thought Megan that maybe Napier to LSU and even coach O to Louisiana Lafayette might work out, but uh, hey, that was just wishful thinking. So we'll see what happens. What do you actually think happens with Coach O in his future? Honestly, I think he's going to two years off, hanging on the beaches of Destin, Florida, and then okay. he's going to fully like cross my fingers if he could just come back as a recruiting coordinator for LSU. That would like if it, I just need I need Coach O to come back, be Coach O. Have that cute smile, that gravelly voice, and talk to all these boys from South Louisiana and make them commit. I his, his I know he, this guy, I love him to death. Maybe not the head coach, right? However, I do think recruiting is in his blood, and that is what he is meant to do is like inspire kids to be a part of LSU. Um, even in his last one of his last radio shows that I listened to, he said, I might be leaving the bayou, but the bayou's never leaving me. And I really yes. cute. <laughs> okay, Megan, we know you got uh, dinner to make there, but um, we'll get a best bet from you. But first, uh, Trig or, or Ariel, did you guys uh, want to ask Megan any more questions? Oh, well, I want to ask her about UFC 269. I know we talk okay. mostly football and basketball on this show, but your boy, Dustin Poirier from Lafayette, Louisiana, is in the main event. And what I want to know is, is he going to make us money again this time around like he did last time when he beat Connor? The pieces. What is the what's the line on that right now, Triggs? So right now, Poirier oh. minus one sixty five. So he's definitely a favorite. I mean, I, I think I might be willing to pay that juice. That guy is just he's in a different frame of mind, and every single year he has evolved and matured so much as a fighter. I mean, if you look at him back in the the, the beginning of his days where he was just coming out of Lafayette coming out of Fightville, USA, just this gritty kid trying to prove something, but also had like this chip on his shoulder where he wanted to get in people's faces. That's not him anymore. 
he wants to go out there. He wants to win decisively while staying hydrated, of course. Um, and, you know, be he, he's a good person. Like, truly, everyone around our town, like, loves Dustin. Like, nobody has anything bad to say about him. And I feel like that's really rare for to be a football player, UFC, basketball. I feel like, you know, there's somebody that doesn't like him to say. Literally, everyone loves Poirier. And he does so many good things for our town and for for charity and for kids and like it's really hard not to like the guy and especially when he has the ability to knock people the fuck out the way he does <laughs> like, <laughs> oh yeah i am i would be I, I would go ahead and say i'll lay the juice with dustin i'll watch that line and hope uh, some money will go the opposite direction hopefully maybe i can get it down to like maybe minus 145 and that much juice Either that, or I'll maybe find a prop I like on him, and if I do, I'll I'll definitely UFC two sixty nine. Props are my favorite way to go because you get such good plus money on certain like results that you would figure are going to happen. If you like Poirier, like you'll know when you think he's going to win in which round and get a better value. But I want to go back to college football real quick. Megan making money. Who is winning the national championship? I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and be chalky and tell you Georgia. I can't, I can't see a so where Georgia's not, not winning. I mean, there's been one game where they haven't won by an extreme margin, and that was the first game against Clemson, who we know, even though they weren't the Clemson of years past, still years past, have extreme depth, and they still have Dabo Sweeney. It's not like, it's it's not like they just playing football and Dabo stopped coaching it's Travis left the team was kind of looking for someone to fill that spot and yeah they were there was regression there has to be regression just like there was with LSU Burrow left it, it's just it is what it is whether it's in sports whether it's in sports betting regression has to come right um so you know it I, I think Georgia's Georgia is my pick and it also is my best bet this week against Alabama I'm taking Georgia minus the six. Um, last week, I did right at kick, take Auburn money line live. Uh, and that was literally soul crushing. I'm up up in the suite, like, again, hands on head, sweating. And people are, like, looking at me like, what are you doing? And I'm like, if y'all only knew. Um, but, you know, it's, it's okay. I, I'll, I will trade an Auburn Iron Bowl loss for an LSU money line literally any day. Um, but I do think Georgia is going to go out there. Nick Saban, no matter how good of a coach he is, this all, this Alabama team, to me personally, has not been the, the dominant Alabama team that they have been in the past. They could come out here and make it a game first half, most likely, but I think Georgia, that second half, if they feel like they're being threatened at any point, they're going to come out and they're going to roll not to mention Georgia's what they're only allowing like 7.2 points per game. Like how crazy is that? Like how is mm-hmm. I, I, Alabama struggled against Auburn? And I, that's Auburn Super Bowl. That's, that's not Alabama Super Bowl. Um, and they had four OTs to try to get that done. I'm just on, I don't want to say I'm not a believer in Bama because Nick Saban can always make me. But I Georgia minus the six, six and a half. I even 
probably like him up to two touchdowns. I hate even saying that because Nick Saban will probably, again, make me eat my words. But Georgia has just been way too dominant. Maybe alternative line look there for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, and yeah, Alabama's offensive line against that defensive line is going to have some trouble if they struggled so much with that Auburn defensive line. Georgia's defensive line is even better, Megan. Um, could, could we get you to, to leave us with a Jeff Nadeau, Jersey, Jerry, uh, rough and rowdy pick? Uh, I know Barstool Sports had uh, a lot yeah, of success yeah. here with the boxing matches. Yeah, we, sure. you absolutely can. You absolutely can. You know why? You know why you can? Because – Jeff Nadeau acted like he didn't even know who I was whenever he was talking about <laughs> a college basketball competition that happened last year. We had 12 of us. I'm, again, I'm not going to mention the company that I happen to be with or the one that I happen to be with. But you won with. it. Not only did I win it, but I got paid to do it. So, Jeff Nadeau, Mr. College Basketball Guy, just remember the only girl in the petition girl that only has been on twitter for two years beat you so i'll leave it at that jersey jerry army it's always it was always jersey jerry she's megan making money check her out at barstool sports megan any final thoughts here where can people find you best the money bet. shot show best you do bet. with kelly as well and best bet, best is, bet is she, she already gave it oh, okay six and a half but, but look i also i i know it's i know it's a little little slick i do like cincinnati minus a 10 just because I feel like they might feel like Okie State's breathing back with all of, like you know all of the things that could happen. I feel like since he knows they're in that fourth spot, but it's like a very shaky fourth spot. So if they get like a good like quality win over this Houston team, who is extremely gritty, I feel like the the committee will have an extremely like they can't leave them out if they beat Houston by let, let's say fifteen points, right? Um, and I also, I have Pitt on my card too, but also I've just been a huge Kenny Pickett stand all year long. Can't go against them. They've made me way too much money. Love it. Megan Nunes, Megan making money on Twitter. Check her out, Barstool Sports. Megan, really appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us and uh, best of luck with your bets. Yeah, thank y'all so much. Um, again, y'all are the best. I'm so excited I got to see y'all and spend some time with y'all again. Sorry about the bad lighting. Usually I have the sun. Unfortunately, I have the moonlight tonight, but that's kind of romantic, right? Well, a little moonlight. So <laughs> I'm just happy to be here with you guys. I hope all of our bets hit, except if they're against me, then in that case, I hope they plummet. Um, and we all have a weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. There she is. Follow her on Twitter at Megan Making Money. Guys, a reminder here, we are brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva, we flavor our tequila seltzers because flavor is the spice of life. And we like our drinks with a kick just as we like to live our lives. Guys, we got to uh, get back to the rundown here, Ariel and Adam. We got big game breakdown. Um, Adam, did you have a big game you had circled? Do you want to get after here, bud? Yeah, I've got a big, I got a big game I want to break down. And you know, I know we'd be talking about this if, if CT Betts was here. He's not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna fill in for him as the Big 12 championship, I guess we'll call it expert in this scenario. And I'm gonna go with his Baylor Bears. Um I I, I think this is too many. Okay. I like this Baylor team. They've way I've watched every second of Baylor football because of Chris this year. Um, and then you know, we cash that win total bet easily, but you know, Kelly said she doesn't put a lot of stock in the in-season revenge, but I think Baylor's going to be able to make adjustments from the first game that they played. This number being at five and a half, listen, Jerry Bohannon should play. So, you know, he didn't play last week against Texas Tech. 
everything on all of my info says that he's going to play that they, that he was held out of the Texas get tech game for precautionary reasons. And I actually think, and this is kind of crazy to say with a college football playoff berth on the line, I think this could be a little bit of a letdown spot for Oklahoma state. As crazy as that sounds, they hadn't beaten Oklahoma in years. It, it was a, a, the way it happened Saturday night, bedlam. That's a huge win. And this game is is at 11 a.m. local kickoff in Dallas, Texas. So it's kind of it's almost like a little bit anticlimactic in a, in a sense. So I and of course, like you know, they're expected to win. Whereas Baylor's kind of playing with house money. No one Baylor's win total is five and a half. No one expected Baylor to be in this game, but they've outperformed expectations all season. So you know, you're in a championship game. The stakes are high. There's a lot of pressure. You know, Baylor's great on both sides of the ball. They're as balanced as of an attack as Oklahoma State's going to see. They almost run it and pass pretty much identical outputs in the run and pass game. Uh, they can run the ball as good as anyone in that conference. So, yeah, Oklahoma State's got a great defense, and, and CT and I talked about this. He likes him this weekend as well. Dave Aranda, awesome coach. We think he out-coaches out Gundy here. So give me a five-and-a-half. Baylor Bears, I think they have a good chance to win. And CT bets might cash that big ticket. But at the very least, I think it's going to be a close game. So I will take Baylor Bears five and a half. Baylor. All right. Good stuff in the Big 12 championship game. Guys, for my big game breakdown, I'm going to the Pac-12 Friday night light style. Oregon and Utah. Utah Utes minus two and a half point favorites in Las Vegas. Keep in mind, this is Allegiant Stadium here in the desert. And a couple reasons why. One, they just played a couple weeks ago. Utah absolutely smashed them. But more importantly, dominated the offensive and defensive lines. I don't think you can change that in a matter of weeks, guys. Utah's 8-1 and one under their new quarterback, Cam Rising. Remember, he took over after the 1-2 and two start for the Utes. Whittingham 8-1 and one against the spread um, versus avenging foes, meaning going up against the team again. And then kind of previously mentioned there, you know, in-season revenge going back to 2000. It's happened. 94 times it's 46 and 48 for the avenging team meaning it's right there around 500 i don't think there's all that much to it but more importantly guys the matchup handicap of it i think utah dominates both lines of scrimmage and wins the pac 12 minus two and a half with the utes is the side i would look for my big game breakdown ariel last certainly not least did you have a game you wanted to break down big games big game style Oh, okay. Big game style. I guess I'll have to go with the Ravens and Steelers rivalry because I do have some Thursday night football props. I'll go big game though. And it's a huge divisional rivalry in the AFC North. The Ravens trying to hold on to dear life for uh, first place of the division. I'm going props. I don't like to take sides in Ravens games unless you guys tell me to. So I'm going to the Lamar Jackson over rushing yards prop. He's actually looked really good against the Steelers across his last couple of years against Pittsburgh in his career. Remember, Lamar missed that last game last season because he had COVID and couldn't play against Pittsburgh. Otherwise, he's gone over 50 rushing yards against Pittsburgh, and I'm pretty sure the other three games that he played. Also, look at how bad Pittsburgh's been on the ground game. Joe Mixon just rushed for about 1,000 rushing yards last week. No, I'm just kidding. It was like 165. Justin Herbert, nine carries for 90 yards two weeks ago, the quarterback for the Chargers. Quarterback for the Bears, Justin Fields, eight carries for 45 yards against Pittsburgh. And week one, Josh Allen, although the Bills lost that game, nine carries for 44 yards. I do see Lamar Jackson 
running with this with, with the ball this week and taking advantage of Pittsburgh because Lamar didn't look good throwing the ball last week, so we may take uh, that extra step in saying, you know, we can't risk four interceptions again. Maybe I'll just run. Yeah, and, and Ariel, I think I, I like your bet a lot just off the top hearing you talk about it. But also, don't you think that's a better strategy for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens to have him actually run more? I don't really, they don't want to risk it, but I, I feel like offensively they should have him run more, no? Yeah, as long as you allow for Lamar to not run it up the gut. I hate when he yeah. does that. These QB draws that are just, they are the play. Why put your quarterback out there that way? I'd rather Lamar take it outside. I don't care whatever direction you want to throw him, but take it outside. Run out of bounds. They've been doing it more. I just hate seeing those QB draws where he just takes it up the gut and he gets crushed by three different linemen. Um, but there is one other thing for Thursday Night Football, and I don't know if like what order you guys go in, but I found this really interesting trend that teams that have faced the New Orleans Saints, the opposition, their ta their leading tackler has been a linebacker in nine straight games. It's been nine straight games where a linebacker has had seven or more uh, seven or more tackles against the Saints. Micah Parsons leads Dallas with as a linebacker with the most tackles for linebackers on the Cowboys. His prop six and a half. You're going to give me the over at minus 104, I think it was, minus 105. Yeah, I'll take that for Micah Parsons. It's been about three weeks since he's had that number. Linebackers have just been doing so well against the Saints. You've got to imagine that the Saints are, if Kamara plays, they'll try to hand it off to him. They're going to have to run the ball. If Taysom Hill's the quarterback the way they say he will be, he's going to run the ball. Who's going to be the tackler when you're running the ball? It's probably the linebacker. So I would give it to Micah Parsons over six and a half. Ariel Epstein bringing the heat. Talk about a matchup handicap there. The Saints, the, the opposition at the linebacker position. I like that, Ariel. Good stuff. Follow her on Twitter, at Ariel Epstein, Yahoo Sports as well. Um, Trig, what, we we got Wally's corner. You know, I, I know the rundown, it's kind of a little bit in flux today. No, that's but okay, Drew. Yeah. So, Have that so yeah, I'm going to just, I'll do the recap in Wally's corner at the same time. And that puts okay. us back on track. Um, so, yeah, you know, we, we recap it, win or loss. Uh, last week, not great. Probably, you know, there was some some good things like Kelly's sharp card going four and one, but not a great week. Uh, Drew Martin bets did bail us out though. He had a good week. Um, best bets one and three. CT and I both lost with the Rams. Um, Kelly brutal loss with the Colts. Tough loss there. Uh, you know, at the last you know minute to the Bucks, but Drew Martin bets the Navy midshipman rolling over Temple. So that was a nice winner there. Big game breakdown, same thing. I fell short with Mississippi State. CT loses with the Saints, but Drew Martin bets pulls through with the over in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, with Kentucky almost putting that over by themselves. Again, uh, you know, we talked with our guest Joe Murray about the Bears. I tweeted Bears money line out. C we all use the Bears. Uh, CT, myself, and Patrick Wall, who are still in Circus Survivor, by the way, use the Bears um, and said we like them to win, and they get it done at the last second. And... Um, you know, Kelly's card, I said, went four and one. That was Cowboys Raiders over. Ole Miss Mississippi, uh, Cowboys Raiders over was a win. Ole Miss Mississippi State over a loss. The over in the Penn State game wins. The Jets win. Uh, and then Saints Bills stays under for another four and one week to put her sharp card at 18 and two the past four weeks, which is insane. Uh, Wally goes two and two. He lost with Central Florida. He lost with the Panthers. He wins with the Patriots. He wins with the Falcons to put Wally's corner 
up to 52, 32, and 3 on the season for a 61.9% hit rate, which is awesome. And finally, my college basketball best bet from the show last week did get there in thrilling fashion. Harvard ended up pulling it out in overtime. They were a three and a half point underdog to Colgate, and they got it done with the outright overtime win. So, you know, it, it wasn't terrible. Not our, you know, we got to pick it up in best bets. Hopefully, the the big game breakdown gets there this week. Uh, but all in all, there was there was some good parts of the show, and I'm gonna go right into Wally's corner. Uh, he sent it to me, nice timely fashion. He's getting better about getting us the card, and I have it right here. So Wally, like I said, 52, 32, and three. That's awesome over that sample size, 61.9%. And we have one college football game and three NFL games in Wally's Corner this week. Uh, First, college football. Uh, USC versus California. They took Cal. It's at, yeah, late night on Saturday night. The only, probably the only, or one of the only non-championship games this weekend. That's actually a makeup game out of the Pac-12. Uh, on Saturday night, they took Cal minus two and a half and minus three. It currently sits at minus four. Uh, so they like Cal. Wally said it's still good at minus four. You can bet that. To the NFL on Sunday, they took the Cincinnati Bengals. They're playing the Chargers. Uh, they took minus two and a half. That's currently at minus three. Uh, so that's still very playable at the current number. Uh, they agree with Kelly. They took the Broncos. Uh, they're playing the Chiefs. They took Broncos plus 10 and a half, plus 10. There are still 10s out there. There's some nine and a halfs. Wally said it's still good at nine and a half, but shop around because you can still get 10. And the prop queen's going to like this one. They took the Ravens. They took the Ravens Woo! at three and a half. <laughs> they took the Ravens at three and a half. They took them at four. It's currently four and a half and five. And Wally says, that that is 100% not a head fake. That's sharp money, and he still likes them up to five. That's Wally's corner. And I've got a follow-up question for the prop queen. Um, we still have Ravens available in Circus Survivor. We're down to the final 28 people. Is that smart to play them to win as our survivor pick? We're, we're out of options. Do we roll with the Ravens to get it done and just win the game? Ooh, so you're out of options. I mean, listen, I I do think that, no, I can't say it because whenever I say this, they lose. So I'm just not going to say it. The matchup does bode well for the Ravens. They, the Steelers look terrible. The only thing that they could attack the Ravens with is the passing game. The Ravens have gotten healthier offensively. Lamar Jackson's back. Hollywood Brown is back. Sammy Watkins is out there. Rashad Bateman's got more reps under him. Their run game so far. Knockwood, no one's torn an ACL. And it's really the defense. Let's see if um, they're going to get Calais Campbell back. And the thing that was crazy was last week when Campbell was out, I was really surprised that they were able to stop the run game the way that they did because Campbell's one of their best run stoppers. They also got Brandon Williams back. So their defense is getting healthier. If only they could get a corner. Um, The only thing I could see Pittsburgh doing, Friermuth, his receptions prop is intriguing. The Ravens have allowed the second most receiving yards and the fifth most receptions to tight ends this year. They get killed in the middle of the field, um, but the deep ball is what kills them too. Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, uh, any of those kinds of guys could go deep for them. Uh, But all in all, I do think the Ravens could do just enough to win the game and the spreads, whatever. But I do think that they could. If they don't, 
what do you want me to tell you? I mean, this team, I could tell you all the reasons why they should win and they'll do something like let up a 55, 60 yard touchdown. And uh, yeah, but I do think that the Ravens have a good shot. The Steelers have looked terrible. Um, I, I yeah, that's it. That's all I've got for you. I, I, I hate saying well, it. I don't, I'm a superstitious person. I hear you. I mean, I'll tell you right now, it's either going to be the Ravens, Dolphins, Bengals, uh, Eagles or Raiders, and I'm absolutely terrified of the Eagles on the yeah. road. Potentially, I don't even Jaylen like Hurts, the Bengals that much Hurt. this week. I know that's what that's what we're saying. So you know, we're, we've been kicking back yeah. conversation back and forth all week. I mean, there's only six million dollars on the line. It's not a big deal or anything. Twenty eight people no. left. So you know, but uh, yeah. So the rate the Ravens are creeping up our list, especially seeing it in Wally's corner. And how good the Wally's corner info has been. I just wanted to get your take, but uh, we'll see. We'll see if we live to see. They're healthier week. this week than they were last week. If that helps. Yeah, I mean that, that should help. Like I, I agree. Hey, you got your Steelers are a disaster. Here's and here's the thing too with that Bengals and Chargers game. First of all, I feel like it's a good spot for the Chargers just because the Bengals feel like they're the best team in football and the public is probably going to bet Cincinnati because everyone thinks after last week they were the best team in football. The matchup for the run game looks great. Can Joe Mixon really go for over 100 yards for a third straight week against the worst run defense in football? Maybe, but the Bengals have allowed the fourth most receiving yards to running backs. What does the Chargers running back Austin Eckler like to do the most? He likes to catch balls out of the backfield. That's where the matchup could get interesting. Yeah, Chargers coming off a bad loss too. Probably not the best spot to bet the Bengals this week. I would agree with that. Even though Wally's corner likes it, which I was I was surprised I, I was know, surprised to see me. sharp sharp money on Bengals because I know a couple Maybe other sharp betters it. that are on Bengals. Maybe we tease Chargers. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Compromise. <laughs> Just tease it a little bit. That's always uh, welcome here, guys. Is the in-depth breakdown on the Ravens uh, from Ariel Epstein. Really appreciate it. Adam Trigger, great job on the uh, recap in Wally's Corner here, guys. Also remember, we got the um, the merch store. The link in the show, um, Hustle Show Pod Twitter right there is how you can get to it. It's the link in the Twitter bio. Um, we got Wally's Corner t-shirts we got wally's corner uh hoodies we got degenerate special up there it's all great stuff good stuff for presents for christmas guys so uh make sure to check that out the link is in the hustle show pod uh twitter bio we do have um a short cbb segment here with adam trigger and also best bets but ariel uh you've been so kind to step in for ct bets i uh, do want to give you a chance for like open mic night whatever you want to promote talk about um, have at it. I know you're doing a lot there with uh, Yahoo Sports. Yeah, a ton of stuff with Yahoo Sportsbook, doing content for Yahoo Sports, Yahoo Sportsbook. Uh, I do a Prop Queen segment every Sunday, Monday, Thursday. So whenever there's NFL on, I make sure that the Prop Queen segment comes out before kickoff so you could get some good props, at least three. Then on the days that I don't have it, football, I'm doing NBA capping. So I've got NBA DFS. I'm also doing NBA uh, just props in general. And I'm kind of doing this thing where I correlate the props market with DFS. There's so many people that can't bet in certain states yet. They play DFS still. You could take what you do from DFS. And for example, I've been loving Kevin Porter Jr. for the Houston Rockets ever since their shooting guard Jalen Green's been out with the left hamstring injury. He has been so great. In fact, he's been really good in points, uh, excuse me, rebounds plus assists. He's been 
with seven, eight rebounds a game, and he's had at least 10 assists. I mean, the last three games, he's averaging eight rebounds and just under 11 assists per game. So you could bet him in DF, you could play him in DFS, but then you go to the props market and you see why in DFS he's doing well. It's because in the categories worth more points than just points, he's been doing great. So in the props, all of his rebounds plus assists, it's certain things like that. Yeah, like it. Good stuff. Kind of the mix there between uh, fantasy and the prop uh, betting market. Good stuff, guys. Follow her on Twitter at Ariel Epstein. Uh, check out her work at Yahoo Sports there. Um, Trig, you, you got a quick uh, CBB segment before we get to best bets? Yeah, so actually, Drew, we're going to go right to best bets because I'm going to make college okay. basketball my best bet for the show. Um, so, yeah, I we cashed last week with Harvard. I'm going to go back to college basketball for a best bet tonight. And this is my 4% play up at Wager Talk. So don't buy it because I'm going to give it out right here. And if you did, just shoot me a DM and I'll make sure you get a different one uh, on the house. But I am taking the UC Davis Aggies. I'm laying the three tonight. They're out west playing Pacific at 9 p.m. And this one's kind of Wally's Corner-esque here. Uh, I know for a fact that this got hit by sharp money at early in the day. I'm kicking myself for jumping in as late as I did because this was um, – I think on the overnight, UC Davis was plus one. Uh, this is all the way up to UC Davis minus three. And I still like it at minus three. And the Walrus told me that minus three is okay as well. Uh, so anyway, you know, I, I a couple of sharp people agree with me that UC Davis is the right side here. These guys lost to something called, I think it's the Academy of Art University. It's a non-D1 school. And they lost to, uh, by 19 points. It might have been the worst loss of Jim Les's coaching career, uh, who is the UC Davis coach. He took Bradley to the NCAA tournament. So they're going to have to bounce back from that, and I think they do. This, this team defends well, and Pacific, they struggle to score. Uh, Pacific, Damon Stoudemire, the Mighty Mouse, you guys might remember, was their coach for the last few years. He's now in the NBA with the Celtics. They promoted the assistant, and I just, I just don't think that's going to work well for this team. Pacific does not score. You know, they, they just, they're just not a great team. This is only their second true road game, and they were blown out in their first one. Uh, their four wins, their four and three record, their four wins are all over bad. And any good team of substance they played, they lost. Um, so, UC Davis opened the season with a really nice upset win in Logan, Utah, over a very good Utah State team uh, that we just saw play extremely well in a, in a tournament last week. So, I'm going to take UC Davis minus the three tonight 9 p.m uh, i think they win and cover against pacific and that is my best bet for the show all right it pays to watch live um here on the the hustle show pod uh we'll save the best for last that means i'll go up next uh Ariel, and I'm going to Kansas State, Northern Illinois, and I'm betting the over, guys. Last time they played 52 to 47, wasn't even an overtime game. I'll do the math for you. That's 99 points. Uh, this Kent State team offensively is great. One of the best, well, the best offense in the MAC, and likely the worst offense in the MAC. They still find themselves in the MAC championship game. It's for Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. That's where the Lions play. Controlled climate fast track here i see a lot of points 74 actually there's a 73 and a half out there at circa in las vegas 74 at most other shops so i'm going kent state northern illinois over the total kent state scored 30 or more points in seven straight games northern illinois hit the over in their last two games not a lot of defense 
A lot of scoring here over 74, 73 and a half if you're in Las Vegas, Kent State, Northern Illinois. Ariel Epstein, please finish us off with best bets. First, I've got to give CT Bet's best bet. Oh, yeah. He gave it to me from down in Costa Rica. Quote, and I'm reading this, and I don't usually like to do this. I'm a broadcaster. I like the camera, but my bad. Pura Vida from CR. I'm going to the ACC for my best bet this week. Wake Forest versus Pittsburgh. If anyone tells you they predicted this preseason, they are a liar. Actually, no, my friend predicted Pittsburgh, by the way. My friend Josh Graham. Shout out to him in North Carolina. But... I don't know if he predicted this matchup. Uh, he likes the Pitt Panthers, CT bets, at minus three. And the main reason is the Pitt D big edge to the Panthers on defense. Pitt is number two in FBS with 46 sacks. Wake had a great year, don't get me wrong, but they have had... Uh, they've been very poor in the underdog role this year, one and two straight up and against the spread. It will be a shootout, but Pittsburgh will be able to get some stops. Play on Pitt, minus three, as I will take Pat Narduzzi laying the short number over Dave Clawson all day. CT bonus leans Baylor, plus six in Big 12 championship. The man's got a 40-1 to one ticket he totally forgot about. He actually, I've realized on this trend, has forgotten about all his futures bets because he forgot he was riding the Braves with me. So, CT bets, congrats. <laughs> Um, my best bet is going to be the Broncos' first half spread against the Kansas City Chiefs. Knowing that Wally's corner is backing the Broncos plus 10.5, knowing that Kelly in Vegas likes Broncos plus 10.5, I'm going to do the trend that's been successful for a decent portion of the year, especially early on against the Chiefs. Last year, they were the worst first half team and the best third quarter team. The Chiefs just tend to let the game coast by in the first half, plus the Broncos have the better defense. It's going to be a pretty good number. If it's a 10.5 point spread, you're probably getting 6.5, close to maybe even a touchdown in the first half. Um, even if you're getting like a 5, I would take anything along those lines for the Broncos' first half number. Bradley Chubb is back. He's going to help cover up the middle of the field. It's going to um, be a tougher – it's going to give Patrick Mahomes less time. So I would take the Broncos' first half spread. Like it, Ariel. That That's uh, good stuff. Good analysis there. Thanks for the CT bet stuff, too. He didn't ask you to do a hula dance or anything? Oh, he kind of did. But I thought that it's like a – I feel like I jinx it if you hula. You got to hula when you win. I told him if we bet together, okay. he gets to – if we win a bet together, it was supposed to be the Seahawks last week, then he hulas and I shimmy. Oh, okay. More of a shimmy type of girl. I, that works. Yeah. All right. That's Ariel Epstein. Huge <laughs> shout out to her for stepping in for CT Vets. Adam Trigger as well. Guys, remember, we are brought to you by Viva Tequila Seltzer coming to a store near you. And if you're in Boston, Massachusetts, actually, you can go check it out at multiple stores, including we got uh, some, some trendy bars here. Can currently get Viva in well-known Boston bars, that being Stats, Rosa Lyons, Coppersmith, Banshee, Envy Hotel, and Tom English there. If you're in Boston, Massachusetts, Viva is there, and it's coming to a store near you guys. Viva Tequila Seltzer, a refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer, 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, and a 4.5% ABV. Viva, the perfect drink for your post-game or pre-game celebrations as it was created with the active lifestyle in mind. Guys, appreciate everybody joining us live. Huge shout-out to the chat box there on youtube the wager talk youtube also wherever you're downloading your podcast at the hustle the hustle never stops adam trigger ariel epstein i am drew martin best of luck with your bets we'll be back next wednesday 6 p.m eastern time come back and join us best of luck until then thanks for tuning in